Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast. And this is episode 543. Hoping you guys are doing swell this evening. It is Friday night. Pretty humid, but cool. It's weird. With weird, uh, weird weather. It did pour. It did pour pretty hard uh, earlier today. And uh, oh, you guys could probably hear the train, right? <laughs> I came out just in time for the good old train. And meanwhile, that train is miles away. Crazy. Anyhow, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, that's just far away, and I hear it like it's like in the corner. So anyway, um, Friday, um, I worked all day. I had a lot to do. I'm, I'm, um, what I'm doing is I'm working on my crypto. <clears throat> I got this uh, external wallet, and I'm just transferring uh, my coins into an external wallet. So uh, anybody who's into crypto knows exactly what I'm doing and why, okay? Um, it's a little confusing. You got to do it right because you can lose money. If you take your coins and you send it to the wrong address, your money could disappear. <laughs> so, you know, so you got to be real careful. You have to really pay attention to it, you know? So, um, anyway, uh, other than that, everything was good today. Um, like I said, I worked. Now, if you guys remember yesterday, I was talking about quite a bit about um, uh, about booking some of the headliners, some of the bigger acts for a couple of shows that they're calling me for. One of them was for Belle Biv DeVoe. So, and I believe, I'm, if I repeat myself, please excuse me. Uh, I'm just, I catch myself talking about this all the time because I have to go back and forth with a couple of promoters. So anyway, uh, so Belle Biv DeVoe, they did signs of CAA which was the agency, and they just got put on a 30-city tour. I cannot touch that group until after uh, 2022. So my hands are tied. Can't touch them. Uh, which sucks, because the money that they charge and the commission that goes into my pocket is pretty significant, <laughs> okay? So I wasn't happy about that, but hey, that's how it goes, you know what I'm saying? Um, so the second act that they threw at me was an act that I booked several times another group pretty pricey and would have been a huge huge commission for me uh, was salt and pepper of course i can't speak their money that's not the right thing to do uh all i could tell you and you could pretty much i'm sure i'm not telling you anything you probably don't know but they're expensive these acts are very expensive because they're iconic acts these acts made a lot of noise back in the days yes they're not getting the money they made back then now but they're still getting a pretty penny you know, and well, this is what's going on with these acts and why they're able to get this money. Since these acts are older, they don't want to go out as much. They don't want to, they don't want to hit the road every week. They don't want to do nightclubs. They don't want that. They want, you know, big events, big money, and they want it spread out throughout the year. So these acts rather do, you know, five shows a year 
or six shows a year um, at you know X amount of money than doing a show every month or every other week or let alone every week like they used to do when they were hot when these acts were hot you know they didn't do just one show a week a lot of times you do several shows in a week and your tour schedule stays really really tight so you can go out fly out do a Thursday night here you know Friday night there Saturday night Sunday night and then go home Monday have a few days off and then back on the road and that could continue Sometimes when you go on tour, you can do 30, 60, 90 days on tour. There's some artists that will tour the entire year. So they'll, they'll hit the bus and that's it. They're gone for the entire year, but they're pulling in that cash. They're making, making big, big money. And that's why they make a lot of money. See, people think, oh man, you know, record sales. They say, nah, man, it's not about the record sales. It really never was. There was a time when record sale money could be negotiated this and that but that's not where it is especially if you're just the artist if you're just the artist which is the case a lot with freestyle and some of these other acts um hip-hop a lot of times they write their own stuff so what they have is they also have publishing they have administration rights now back in the days that didn't exist either they had what they used to do use as publishers so if you guys want a little little music business one-on-one -on -one, um, the publisher was the one who sold the music, okay? So this goes so far back to sheet music, okay? So this is what the publishers did, and it continued on until this day, except the jobs changed a bit. So back in the days, what they used to do is publishers made, just like a, a book publisher, they made sheet music. So they had booklets of sheet music, and what they would do is you would write the music, and you would, so you would sign with a publisher. And what happens with the publisher, the publisher gets what they call publishing rights. Now, if you listen to that word, publishing rights, pub, when you publish something, you're giving it, you're, you're displaying it. You're displaying it. I can't say you're just selling it because that doesn't necessarily mean, but you're displaying it. You're having the right to display it. And of course, you have the right to sell it. And you have the right to license it. So what happens with a publisher, and a lot of people don't know this, a publisher and a songwriter, the actual deal is a 50-50 split. So if a songwriter writes a song, what happens is their job is to sit in the room with their piano and constantly, constantly just do nothing but write music, right? While they're writing this music, they're handing this music over to the publisher. The publisher then prints the music into booklets or separate sheets or whatever, and they um, and their job is to constantly sell it. Now, they don't just sell it to one person. It's where the money's at. These publishers sell it and sell it and sell it. Now, not only do they sell the actual paper that, you know, to regular consumers like, you know, Mom has a piano, grandma had a piano that she had inside the seat. You remember in the, the piano bench you picked it, you opened it up, it was all the sheet music. Well, those things were purchased and those were sold by publishers. And if they made $10 as a licensing fee, I don't remember what, I don't know what the, what the, what the price was back then. Then they would split it 50-50. The artists would get, the writer would get his 50, his 50% and the publisher would get his. 
the, the artists, the, the writers, the songwriters job was to write the songs. The song publisher's job is to sell the songs. So they both have a very, very important role. And the, the publisher can wake up early in the morning and do nothing but sell the sheet music. Now this is, this is the thing. If the song, if the sheet music becomes popular, not only will everybody want that sheet music, okay? That sheet music can also be recompiled in different books. It could be uh, famous writers, a book on songs by famous writers, uh, then another song book, uh, famous Latin writers, then another one to uh, famous writers of the 20th century, and then this one, could, you know what I'm saying? So they could repackage the sheet music over and over and over again, okay? <clears throat> and that's what they did. So the publisher's job is to make as much money as he can with that one song. Now, another thing they would do is they would sell the rights to commercials, to movies, to TV shows, and to theater, to plays, whatever. To Muzak, Muzak is that instrumental music that you hear in the doctor's office or in the elevator, that's Muzak. You can license it to them. Uh, um, you can license it to an artist who loves the song and wants to record the song. Now it becomes a whole different ball game. You know, now the artist goes in there and now there's a whole new stream because if the artist really blows up with that song, they make a killing. I'll give you an example. A lot of people don't know this. Um, uh, that famous ballad, uh, Oh My God, by Whitney Houston. Oh my God. Uh, uh, huh, huh. And I will always love you. Whitney Houston, right? Check this out. Dolly Parton wrote that record. Dolly Parton also recorded that record. But the record did okay but it, because it was Dolly Parton. But it didn't blow up the way Whitney did it. And actually, there was a time when Dolly Parton made a comment. And she says, yeah, well, I wrote Whitney's biggest hit. And Whitney replied in another interview, well, that song became a hit when I finally sung it. <laughs> and that is so true, because that song was not a hit until Whitney, uh, Whitney sang it. And that song made Dolly a ton of money because it was also in The Bodyguard, the movie The Bodyguard. So there you go, more money that's being made from that, you know, in the theater, radio, TV, VHS back in those days, VHS, DVDs, and so on. But anyway, so, uh, <coughs> yeah, so, but anyway, so that's the role um, of the publishers uh, and how they do. And, and this is what's, this is the most craziest part of this whole story. I don't know why the break I was even talking about um, publishing. I totally lost track. Guys, I, sit, I stand out here in the dark. It's not like I'm taking notes. I'm like, okay, whatever. But that was a valuable uh, um, thing to do when it came to uh, in, the, in the music business. So you learn something about publishing. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to think about why why I went into that <laughs> that direction because I really don't know. <laughs> so I apologize. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So anyway. Man, I wish I was. I knew I was. I was trying to make a point, and I totally blew it. Man, ah, oh, 
I don't know, is that age or, or stupidity? I don't know, man. It must, it's got to be age, maybe a little exhaustion. I've been up since 6.30. I'm exhausted. It's already uh, 10.15, so not too late, but I'm tired. I haven't stopped working since this morning. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to, uh, to share that information because I thought it was, uh, it was interesting. I just wish I knew why I was talking about that, you know, where I was even going with it. But anyway, let me, let me back up. Um, I know I was talking about, uh, some of these acts that I could, oh, we tried to do the salt and pepper, um, salt and pepper. Um, I mentioned that a lot of times they only want to go out. Uh, some of these acts only want to go out um, X amount of times in the year. They're not really trying to be out there a lot. Oh, what I was talking about was um, record sales. That's where I was, I was at before. Um, so the money really isn't in the record sales, people, unless you're a writer. And that's what I was coming with. That's why I came up with that. Unless you're a writer and a publisher. Then there's money in record sales and, and everything with the song. But what the record is and what the song, a hit record is to an artist, is an advertisement that says, yo, I have five million people buy my record. So you know what does that mean? What, the, what that means? That means that I can go to Madison Square Garden and I could sell it out. I could go in there and I could sell seats. I could go to a stadium and sell out a stadium because my records are proof. So when they have a plaque on their wall, that plaque is basically to make them feel good. There's some money involved. I'm not gonna say they don't get anything. No, they get money if they did their contracts right, if the deal was right. There's a lot of freestyle artists that did not get their money. They didn't get their royalties. They get monies now through SoundScan, which is um, sound exchange, not SoundScan, because of the digital format. So they're starting to get that. But, um, <clears throat> uh, but back in those days, uh, um, there was a lot of them that they signed bum deals. They were like, oh, I really don't care about the money. I just want to be famous, you know, and that's what they did. And I know that mentality because I had that mentality too. I never signed away my life, but at the same time, I really didn't have the opportunity to sign away my life. So I'm not going to front on that. I didn't have the opportunity. All the opportunities in this business that I have are created for myself, really. I had people that helped me out, uh, but I found my way. I found my way. I told you I've given props to Tony Casale, Susie's father, little Susie, their mom. Um, but I stepped to the plate with the goods. I was, I was a rapper, I was creative, I wrote songs, I was energetic, I knew the business, I wasn't a punk, I could handle the road. Um, so I, I was there, I was a good candidate, I was trustworthy, um, I was someone that they really could rely on, I was, you know, they could rely on me. Um, <clears throat> but, um, but anyway, so yeah, so and we were talking about salt and pepper, you know, um, the reason why uh, they'd rather not go out there, you know, and do 50 shows a year, you know, one a week. They'd rather go out there and do six shows a year for like quadruple the money. And when they're older, a lot of times that happens. The acts start to pull back a little bit, but they're still in demand, you know. Um, and in hopes that they're in demand. That's if people are using social media the correct way. Because social media, people say, well, you know, the songs are old. People don't hear it. It's not on the radio. Yeah, doesn't need to be on the radio anymore. Doesn't need to be on the radio anymore. 
In fact, if your song right now was a hit record on the radio, I don't know if it would even do anything. Now, if it was a hit record on YouTube, on uh, Sound, um, uh, SoundCloud, that's a different story. That's a whole totally different story. Especially YouTube. I think YouTube is uh, the king of kings when it comes to media right now. You know, incredible, incredible format. <laughs> you know, incredible medium, you know. So, but, um, but yeah, anyway. So, uh, so that didn't kind of pan out. Um, also doing Joey Wiley. I'm trying to get that locked in. Got a handful of other acts I'm trying to do. Got Angel on another show. Um, trying to do the group Freestyle. You guys know them. Don't Stop the Rockets automatically. I got several shows that I'm lining up for them right now. Trying to get that all in place. And um, and yeah, so. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much uh, what's going on. I feel energetic. I'm good. I feel good. Uh, body's a little achy. Feet's a little achy. I'm on my feet all day, guys. I don't, I don't sit. I don't sit down. I'm very excited about what I'm doing. Um, I spent the last few days getting the crypto stuff out the way uh, because I learned something new, and I'm, I love buying this stuff, man. Um, I love buying this stuff. So. Um, I want to get that out the way, uh, get that so it's in a safe place, and then continue to buy. So anybody who's into big, uh, uh, crypto currencies, man, uh, buy. Don't wait. There's no. It's it's kind of it's a, it's a, all the points are pretty decent uh, um, price right now. They're not high, high, high. They're not low, low, low. You still got move. You got room. I would buy some now, and then if it dips some more, then buy some more. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. So, but I love that stuff, man. <laughs> I just love. It. I just think it's the future. It's not even about oh, we're gonna be rich from that. Uh, probably not. I don't know. Uh, but I love it. I definitely want to be ahead of the game. I wanna. I wanna be knowledgeable about it. You know. So that's one of my passions. For those who don't know, um, I picked it up a few years ago, um, and then like this year, I just dived in. I was like, you know what, man. I knew quite a bit about it, but I said, you know what, man, let me let me just let me make this happen. Let me go in there and just do it. Let me do it for real, you know? So. But anyway, alright guys, listen, I'm gonna shut down. I appreciate you tuning in as always. Everything else is cool. Now, it's Friday right now. I'm supposed to leave next Friday to another show. The problem is, is uh, the promoter um, waited too late to buy flights. Um he booked the show like before COVID and um, sent a deposit, everything. So I wanted to honor the show, no doubt. The only thing is when you book us, you have to buy the flights immediately. We do not jump on just any flight. You cannot give us connecting flights and you cannot make us go from one airline to the next airline to another airline. It's not going to happen. I will forfeit the show. I just will not do the show. So I don't know if this guy is selling tickets. I don't know if people are expecting um, expecting Angel there, but you know what? We have to do what we have to do and hope that, you know, people understand. So, but, you know, people have questions. I've had a few people message me. So if people have questions about why we aren't there, it's never because of us. I promise you that. It's always the promoters because we are very reliable. We make all of our, of our shows um, and we do the best we can, and we have we are we are problem free. We give no one any problems. All you have to do is when you want to book her, 
You have to do it the way I'm telling you. It doesn't cost you more. In fact, it costs you less if you do it my way. But if you wait and you keep waiting and waiting and waiting, and then the week of you want to buy her flights, that's not going to work. We're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. So but anyway, so let, I'm going to go with whatever this guy wants to do. If he wants to pull the shows, then pulls the show, pull the show. We'll do it another time. I don't care. So, but I'm not going to get on those flights that he did. So, but this is one of the problems that we get a lot. We, we have to deal with, and you know, I always try to do my fate, my best to give the promos a heads up, but, but you know, we're getting older and it's real simple to buy a flight, leaving where I live, Charlotte, to go straight to California with no connections in Phoenix or Dallas or, or Chicago, no connections. We sit in a plane, we get kicked back, close our eyes and wake up and we're there. Not fly to an hour and a half, two hours to Dallas and get off, I have to run across the airport, catch a monorail to get onto another plane to take. We are not gonna do that, it's not gonna happen. And if you wait too, too long, the flight prices are gonna be very expensive. So the flight places that, um, that he brought, he presented to me, um, he's a nice guy, I'm not trying to diss him at all. He just, this was not done right. He's not the first one and that won't be the last, this happens. I try to give them a heads up sometimes, they, they're not thinking about it, they're doing everything else, they're trying to sell. You know, book the show, they're trying to sell tickets. I understand, so flights get out of hand and what happened was the flights that he wanted to send us was only like $300 for each of us. So you're talking about 600. The new flights, the flights that I found that we need to do um, comes out to 1700 bucks. That's a big change. That's almost another thousand. But I try to work with him by giving him the second show at a discount. So I, I pretty much paid a big chunk of those flights. So you can't really go wrong when it comes to stuff like that. This is why a lot of times I tell the promoters, do an all-in. I'll do my own flights. This is the amount of money we want. We'll do it that way, you know. But sometimes they want to save, try to save a dollar. And look what happens. They don't save a dollar. They end up having to pay a lot more money. Um, and it's just, it doesn't work. <laughs> so, but anyway, all right, guys, listen, I'm going to go in. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you very much. Oh, by the way, we picked up Santana. She's actually having a sleepover with her friend today, so they're going to be in the room chilling out. Uh, me and Angel might watch some movies tonight, eat some snacks, kind of chill out, uh, and that's it. I'm going to edit this video, this uh, this podcast now, send it out to you guys. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you. Be cool, be safe, and until tomorrow, good night, freestyle. Before I lay me down to sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.